Joining us now, Republican North Carolina Chairman Michael Watley. Chairman Watley, thank you so much for the time this morning. Glad to be on with you guys. Uh, Chairman, uh, President Biden in Raleigh this afternoon, he's going to tout job creation in North Carolina and across the country and all the things that his administration has done on the economic front. Uh, what's your response to the president's message in the triangle today? That his economic policies are absolutely drilling North Carolina families. You know, when you think about inflation is up over 17 percent since he took office, that is, you know, the price of groceries, the price of gasoline, the price of electricity. Uh, everything that a family needs to live on costs more money today, and it has put a severe hurt on North Carolina families. And in order to uh, rein in that out-of-control out of inflation, uh, it, you know, interest rates have risen. So now mortgage rates are up, rent prices are up, and it is costing every North Carolina family much more to live than they did uh, during the previous administration. You know, historically, Republicans have seen a lot of support in North Carolina and probably across the country in more rural areas. Uh, how does the GOP go about gaining more strength in cities and urban areas as we get into this election cycle? The issues that North Carolina voters care about are the same, whether they're rural or suburban or urban. They care about jobs in the economy. They care about education and they care about safety. And uh, those issues cut across the board, and that's why President Biden is at historic low approval ratings, uh, not just among Republicans, but among independents and even Democrats uh, who see that his agenda is not working for North Carolina. I do want to ask you about what's going on with your party as it relates to the, the presidential race. Former President Trump, you and Ambassador Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis all in the running to be the GOP nominee. How do you see this primary playing out? And Chairman, do you see a scenario where this race gets to Super Tuesday? I think it definitely will get to Super Tuesday. You know, I was out in Iowa for the caucuses and I had a chance uh, to go to events uh, that were hosted by uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and President Trump, and, and had good conversations with all of them and their teams. Um, you know, look, any one of those three candidates uh, is going to be better for North Carolina than Joe Biden. Um, and, uh, you know, we feel pretty strong uh, that we're going to know who the winner is going to be uh, in March. Um, I think that, uh, you know, based on what we saw with uh, President Trump and, and a big win in Iowa, uh, you know, no. New Hampshire is going to tell us a whole lot, uh, but he is heavily favored in uh, South Carolina. He's heavily favored in Nevada. So I think, you know, as, as it looks today, uh, that uh, his win is, is looking increasingly more likely. But uh, those votes have not been cast. And so we're, we're going to wait and see. Uh, you know, how this shakes out over the next couple months. Yeah, there have been recent polls, though, that have said that a large majority of Americans do not want to see a Donald Trump versus Joe Biden rematch in November. Do you have a response to that? Look, the voters are going to decide. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's, that's a great thing with our primary system, uh, you know, that uh, when you get a chance to go to these early four states, you've got uh, Iowa, which is in the Midwest, You've got New Hampshire in the Northeast, South Carolina in the South, and then Nevada uh, out in the far West. You know, it really does allow a cross-section of America uh, to weigh in on these. And then we go into Super Tuesday, uh, where a big swath of the country is going to be casting their vote. So, uh, you know, the, the Republican voters uh, are going to choose their, uh, their nominee. The Democratic voters uh, are not going to have an opportunity to pick anybody but Biden because they're kicking everybody else off the off the ballots there. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, when you talk about this election 
if it turns out that it's going to be Trump versus Biden, you're going to have two very distinct records that the candidates are going to run on. And in North Carolina, Joe Biden's record is not going to pass muster with our voters. John? Uh, sir, age has been something that many people have talked about as an issue with the presidency. Now, if Donald Trump becomes a Republican nominee for president, should we also be concerned with his age? Well, look, I, I think that if you just watch the two men, uh, you can tell that there's a very, very different uh, approach that they have. And uh, in terms of their, um, you know, uh, stamina and the way that they are, are able to, to kind of communicate and work, you know, one of the main reasons that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton uh, was because he just flat out worked her. He was doing two to three to four events per day, uh, every day, while she was doing one, you know, every day. So uh, I think that I would expect him to uh, continue to outwork everybody uh, if he's going to be the nominee. But, uh, you know, if it turns out to be Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, then uh, that issue is going to be taken off the table on the Republican side. I do want to turn a little closer to home, uh, Chairman, and ask you about the governor's race in North Carolina. You have three Republicans vying for that spot to be the nominee for the governor, Dale Falwell, Bill Graham, and Mark Robinson. I know you're not going to weigh in on the primary race, but but just curious on, on your thoughts on the governor's race overall as we get deeper into the election cycle. You know, North Carolina is a purple state. You know, we have 30 percent of our registered voters are Republicans, 33 are Democrats, 37 percent are unaffiliated. And uh, so those unaffiliated voters are going to be the key to winning this. And the reason that North Carolina Republicans have won over the last several cycles is because we are listening to the issues uh, that, that voters care about and putting solutions on the table. And uh, it really focuses around jobs in the economy. Uh, education and safety. And uh, the Republicans uh, are putting up a, a consistent platform that matters uh, and that responds to the concerns of the voters. So we feel great about this governor's race. And last thought before we let you go, uh, I'd like to get your perspective on these newly redrawn congressional districts in North Carolina that many have said have been gerrymandered to favor Republicans. Do you have a response to those claims? Look, I think the uh, the Supreme Court has weighed in on this and said that uh, the maps are supposed to be drawn by the legislature. Uh, we felt that the uh, maps that were drawn by the previous Supreme Court uh, were gerrymandered in favor of the Democrats. So, uh, you know, these are maps that are going to allow our candidates to go out and speak. And it does not really matter what the district looks like. If you have a candidate who doesn't listen to the voters and who does not put solutions on the table that they agree with, uh, voters won't vote for him. So uh, we feel like we're in a good position to pick up a few seats in this election cycle. Uh, and that is going to be a lot uh, dependent on our candidates putting up a, a better platform. North Carolina GOP Chairman Michael Watley joining us. Chairman Watley, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to having you back on as we get deeper into uh, the primary season and into the general election. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.